0: Hello and welcome to the Career Changers podcast. I'm Elisa Martinic and I'm the founder and editor in chief of the Career Changers. I'm definitely one of them. I learned from my experience that following our dreams requires courage, self-awareness and a lot of inner work. I love to discover stories of career change and share them with the world as a source of inspiration for all those who are still searching. Career Changes are not the straightforward chronology written in our CVs, but the sum up of our dreams, ambitions, failures and successes. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to inspire thousands of people during their journey to self-realization. We discover and share inspirational real-life stories of career change, we inspire people that are thinking to change career, We support people that want or need to change career but feel stuck or lacking confidence and clarity. We connect and collaborate with organizations that support career change across different industries. I believe that thinking to have only one job or career in our life is a limiting belief unless the job or that career make us happy. Life is a journey and with one-third of our lives spent working it would be unimaginable to not have a desire to explore new avenues. Welcome to the Career Changers podcast. Hello and welcome to the Career Changers, the show that shares the most inspirational career change stories with the world. I'm your host Elisa Martinic. And today, we are going to talk about career change with Anastasia Tiki, Transformation Coach. We will discuss her career change from marketing to teaching and coaching, why a successful career change needs to start from the inside out, and the secret to overcome limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. Hi, Anastasia, and welcome to Lisa. Welcome to the Career Changers. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good, thanks.
1: How are you? I'm very well. I'm looking forward to um, talking about this, the career change, very topical issue right now.
0: Yeah, and I'm very excited to have you here today and to listen to your career change story. Um, So we're going to start our interview with our ritual questions for our guest. What did you want to do when you were a child?
1: I wanted to do lots and lots of different things, but what I've uh, worked out is that they all had something in common um, and that was to help people. I, that completely lights me up is to do something that I see other people feeling um, good about it. It wasn't to make money or to, um, to be famous, <laughs> um, but it was to take people's pain
0: away. That's what I wanted to do. So, uh, what is your educational background?
1: Uh, funny saying that. Um, initially, I thought I was going to physically take people's pain away. Um, <laughs> so I, I studied biomedical science, um, and it didn't quite blend with me, especially when I uh, went and worked in a lab for a uh, while for, uh, whilst I was doing my course. And I thought. is great great work people are doing here but it's just not me um i couldn't see myself working in the lab for the rest of my life so um i left and um went to work for a bit and then i decided oh i'm going to study something that's a little bit more me and i studied uh, politics with uh, media and that was um that was definitely more interesting for me
0: so um, your origin is Greek. Um, how many languages do you speak, and how has the knowledge of these languages impacted the way you think?
1: Um, I'm bilingual. I speak English and Greek. Greek is my mother tongue because I came to this country when I was twelve. Um, I've studied German for a long time, but I cannot speak it, so I won't put that on my list. Um, it's it's not so much speaking uh, the languages, it's more the the different cultures and, and um, the different understanding people have um, when they speak a different language. So when I switch from Greek to English or vice versa, I find I switch thinking. In order for me to um, make sense and communicate with somebody in a language, I also Find that I need to switch the way I think, um, the culture, which is kind of automatically happens, and you might miss it um, unless you sort of take note. Um, so that's what I find. It's, uh, it's really, really interesting. Um, it's kind of a, a learned response. Um, I don't feel particularly one or the other. I feel that I just have to switch my thinking Uh, when I speak to people of
0: those different um, origins. Mm. Um, So you've been a very young expat because you say you moved uh, to the UK when you were 12. And um, at the same time, did you get the opportunity to travel when you were younger? Um,
1: uh, when I was younger, coming, to, coming here, was uh, coming to the UK, was uh, was a travel. Um, I mean, I had traveled in countries near Greece um, before that, but my first time on the plane was when I was 12 and came to England. Um, when I was younger, I was a student. Um, I traveled to the States and I traveled to uh, the Caribbean and um many many other european countries but i still have um asia and africa on my list on my to-do list to go and visit Um, and in fact that's part of my plan um later on a few years when we all back up and running and can go is to finish with my travels
0: so uh moving to your uh career uh what was your first working experience
1: my first, when I finished university, the first time around, when I um, decided that biomedical science and I were not really going to be a match, um, I went to work for a London Greek radio, radio station, which was a baptism by fire, if you like, it was, uh, it was a, definitely a learning curve. <laughs> it was a um, sink or swim kind of um, situation, um, thankfully I swam, very badly, but I swam. Um, so I can keep up with what was going on and go on air and present, um, which was, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> a very scary experience at first. Um, but it was definitely an interesting time and it was what inspired me to then study politics and media.
0: That must be been a very inter- interesting experience, uh, the opportunity um, to, to work for uh, um, uh, well, an institution in this case, the radio, that that is reflecting your original background. Uh, do you have any funny facts about that experience? There were many stories, much you know,
1: much happening. Always, uh, you know, during a radio session, I think with any media, um, there's always always something happening. There's always lots of you know uh, traffic um, and and things happening. It seems to kind of attract uh, people. Um, and um, lots of stories. But one memory I do have, I mean, it was a long time ago, but one memory I do have, and it was very, very bizarre, especially to somebody who hadn't worked in media before at a radio station. Um, I remember uh, when somebody would go quiet for a bit, something would happen or the equipment wasn't working, Somebody would run up and down the station shouting on top of their voice. It was like an emergency, dead air, dead air. If there was dead air on, on, on radio, it was like, you know, death. It was like you couldn't really have dead air. <laughs> and um, well, I first witnessed it in my first few days there, and I just thought it was the most bizarre thing. Why is this person running down the corridor shouting dead air? Um, and th- but that in, in the world of radio is cannot be done, you cannot have dead air, you have to fill it with something, um, which I learned again, you know, the hard way, um, and later on, and uh, until I became that person, I would go around and chat dead end. So <laughs> it was a no-no, you cannot have dead air on radio, but yeah, that was pretty funny. Um,
0: so why and, why and how did you come up with the decision to leave this job? Well, I left that
1: job because obviously, as I said, it inspired me to go and study uh, uh, media and I couldn't continue working there and the hours that um, it needed um, and, uh, and study. So um, I decided to um, go and study something that I really did like um, to make up for the fact that I was studying before something I uh, wasn't really cut out for um, so, yeah, that was, that was a decision. I thought I would return to um, working in the media, but that didn't happen uh, after my degree. I entered marketing instead.
0: So you started your professional life uh, with this job, and after that uh, uh, you moved to marketing, but soon realized that wasn't the right environment for you. Uh, because as a sensitive person, you felt that you needed something more meaningful that helped people improve uh, people's lives. Um, so how was your first experience in the corporate world? Um, as you described it, I was sensitive. I was
1: <laughs> in the wrong place. Um, but I didn't see that first when you were young, when you know, I was in my 20s. And- Everybody was trying to be part of that, you know, the buzz in uh, working in uh, in London and um, being, you know, um, part of it was all happening. Um, And I thought, well, I wanted to experience that and be, you know, see what all the fuss is about and, you know, working in um, some top companies. So I did. I I did work, and I worked for communications. a company which was uh, very well known in England and the States but um, I quickly realised it wasn't really my world. It, it didn't, marketing and um, generating money and generating sales. it wasn't really my thing. Um, I wanted, I still wanted just like when I was a little girl, I still wanted to help people and although in an indirect way somebody would argue yes marketing does help people I didn't feel, I needed to feel it in a tangible, direct way and um, in marketing I I didn't feel that, plus the environment was everyone for themselves, there was no, um, although they tried to team build um, a lot, um, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it, there wasn't that higher purpose um, that I needed. In my life is something I needed to feel that was really, really helping people in a real um,
0: uh, tangible way. So uh, this was the time where you had your first career change and you decided to enter the world of education, where uh, you spent a decade teaching in further education. Um, How did you come up with this decision and how did you leave your previous job?
1: Well, I, I left the job because I realized it wasn't, it wasn't for me. It was not the end of a contract. And I thought mm, it's, you know, I don't really want to return in marketing. I wasn't looking for another contract. And then I was looking for a career change and I was, it was a toss between teaching or at the time or counseling. I wanted to do, a, you know, coaching was sort of at the beginning in, in the UK um, at its infancy and I wanted to do something motivational that I had experienced something myself um, going to a course, but I didn't know how, I didn't know how to start. I didn't know whether whether I could study it or I could just start doing it. I I wasn't really aware. Um, So I did um, a short counseling course and realized it was sort of good, but it it wasn't quite me. Um, but almost, um, and then by chance, I found a job in education and entered education and started to, um, and thought I'd give it a, a try because there's something I advise people to do if they've got an inkling if they want to try something out. There's nothing better than just giving it a try and see, um, you know, volunteer or something just to see if that's that's them. Um, otherwise, you could just be sit, you know, sitting there thinking for a long time. Is this for me? And it, well, this won't, this is a question won't get answered unless you practice. You try a little bit, whether it be um, doing some work experience, voluntary, doing a course, or something to um, to give yourself an idea. Uh, so um, I did that, and it was great, um, and probably stayed in education longer than I intended to. Uh, I did. Then I did qualify as a um, FE lecturer and stayed. I was teaching for about ten years, um, a bit too long, I
0: think. Um, so, like, like I-,
1: I hesitated again because of um, because of the sort of uncertainty about uh, the progression of coaching and you have to sort of make your own future if you like, and um, your own fate. Um, I, I hesitated um, for a while, until 10 years on from when I ended teaching, and I thought, I, I've got to do it. I've, I, otherwise it will be one of those what ifs, because that's really where I should have gone in the first place, but didn't really know enough about it. Um, so 10 years on, I um, did a coaching diploma and I've been coaching ever since, never looked
0: back. So what's been the biggest challenges uh, of changing career in your experience? Well, there's
1: uncertainty, there is, uh, especially as I changed twice, um, you think, is this gonna be another one where I, you know, I'm not sure, and then i have to change it again. Is this going to be um, something? But the, your gut instinct lets you know, and we, we kind of ignore it. Well, I ignored it. Um, and he was always saying coaching to me or go that way. It's just that I suppose I didn't know enough and um, I didn't research it enough, which is a mistake most of us make. Is not research enough before we make the decision to leap into something? Um, so try things out, but I've learned now not to stay too long um, if something doesn't feel quite right. Um, so the challenge of that, that uncertainty, and also the—is uh, it going to work? You know. Um, you don't know Uh, also it might be a financial one if you're back to square one and you don't you know you build a comfortable life and then you've got to start all over again um and it it depends on whether you've got a family to support it you know depends on where you are in your life and um there's a lot of um self-doubt to go with that um and that's Um, I think that's what holds people back the most, is the Mm self-doubt.
0: So what transferable skills did you learn from your previous careers and did they help you in your new career? I think you always pick
1: up skills in whatever you do and there's there's always going to be some uh, transferable skills. I um, did learn marketing, which was very handy when (laughs) I'm trying to market myself. Um, although it was very much out of date when I uh, tried to apply to, uh, you know, almost two days, um, a decade later, um, I learned uh, how to read people, how to communicate. And I found my pe- people skills were the ones that um, whatever I had picked up was the most useful that I used um, in coaching. Also, I learned the, uh, the way the corporate world works, the way the education work, uh, world works. So that's obviously, in coaching, it's whatever experience you pick up, it's invaluable because you can help people who are in those worlds. And um, I've learned to um, persist with whatever it is that, you know, and persevere. Um, and that's, you know, the resilience that um, I, I sort of had to pick up in order for me to keep going from one world to, to the next uh, was invaluable. Because in this world, as we know, as we experience, especially nowadays, resilience is really,
0: really important. Um, it's, it's a very valuable asset. So you talk a more about... Uh, um your challenges uh, to change career Uh, but based on your experience as a transformation coach what are uh, the biggest challenges that people have to face uh, when changing their careers?
1: A lot of people when they change careers sometimes they they want to leave not because they want to they don't like the job sometimes they don't like the job but um, Often what I find, they just don't like the situation. They don't like what, who they work for. They don't like the, the people, the environment. So they're trying to escape um, a situation. And I find at some point, you know, and for some people, it's very important to escape because that's not right for them. Um, like it wasn't right for me. However, I don't, um, I don't want to encourage people to leave without picking up skills, picking up. Um, assertiveness skills, uh, things that they need to learn anyway to tackle uh, before they go and move into something they want. Otherwise, it will be um, they they're taking the old selves with them, the, the old selves that want to run away and don't look at resolving a problem. And uh, they're going to apply it to the new situation it's best to have resolved whatever issues you have build yourself up as much as possible so when you go to the next um, thing the next career the next um, step that you want to take and um, that you are seeing it all with new eyes and you have changed your mindset uh, to a more positive one so you can succeed so make sure you're not escaping and going out of the, um, you know, um, at the fire, and was it, uh, to the fire, to the frying pan. So um, those are um, challenges I see people having. It's kind of with themselves, that they're not happy about something, there's a lot of self doubt, they don't want to stand up to certain people. And what I would advise is to stand up and then go, stand up, build up those certain skills, And then if obviously they haven't got you anywhere um go and that's for the people who because there's a quite a large number of people who want to leave because they're they're unhappy in the environment that they work rather than the job sometimes they they're okay with the job um or quite often actually they're okay with the job it's just the environment they don't like
0: so many people that are looking to change their careers, they would focus on finding a new job or maybe enhancing their skills and looking more at the outside um, factor that can uh, bring them to a different uh, uh, on a different path. Uh, but in your coaching practice, as a transformational coach, you affirm that a successful career change needs to start from the inside out. Uh, can you tell us more about this?
1: Yeah, and it it goes on to what I just said that, you know, don't take your old self with you when you leave and you start your new career. So don't take the old ways of thinking um, because if there are issues in, in, you know, and and people to deal with in your old uh, environment, they will come up again and um, building those skills, building, as I said, you know, as I usually call it, your own brand, your own being, you know, you, Um, is really really important so if the job is not right because like for myself marketing it wasn't just the environment i didn't like i didn't like the um the type of job the the field it was never really me um then it would have been a mistake to just up and leave without building up those those skills and building myself up as something positive so you're going into a positive um, uh change you're going into into the light rather than running away from the dark if you know what i mean you're going because something else is much more you rather than running away from a difficult situation because even if you're doing the job you love and you absolutely um, adore um, there's going to be difficult situations that you will want to run away from and um, so that's That's the building from the inside out, making sure that you stop um, your thinking in your idea about yourself and your self-doubt and um, the the not enoughness that you don't feel that you're good enough, uh, building that up. So you feel enough, you feel that, you know, you're um, a perfectly lovable human being that wants to uh, do something different because it means something um, more to them. Their values are different not the running away from a negative situation. That uh, that would be trying to change the external but not building the inside. Mm -hmm.
0: Many people uh, fantasize about changing their careers and uh, building a new life uh, uh, more aligned with their values. Um, But probably the majority um, are not even trying to make a change. Um, and limiting beliefs and self-sabotage are actually what stop the majority of people to even try. Uh, what have you experienced in your practice and how can you help people to overcome limiting beliefs and uh, stop self-sabotage? Well, the first thing is to become aware of
1: them, is to know that you're limiting beliefs and to be aware of how, in what instances, do you self-sabotage. It's very difficult to... Uh, work on something and develop something if you don't know it's there so the first step I help people is become aware of what it is they're doing and why they've ended up in this situation in the first place um, and why and, and the situation sometimes it's not like you know that they is there you know it's none of their fault that something happened if somebody loses their job they lose their job um, it's how you deal with it or what do you tell yourself as a result of um, of something of the you know the, the bits you can't control that's the outside world and how, how it makes you feel inside because some people they attach the um, level of worthiness to their job so if they lose their job for them they will lose their identity that's it they um, so um, becoming aware of that that their identity is attached to uh, who they are because we've all been through it and I remember sort of feeling completely lost um, at a time when um, I was made redundant and then I had to sort of come through that and realise I'm not my job I'm not my that's that's not who I am um, I'm much more than that and so if they um, if what if somebody we become aware of what is it that's that we have and that we've been taught that doesn't really serve us, then you can start making steps to change it um, and um, to speed that process up by using hypnosis, um, as you know, to um, to go um, to go much faster to the place where you feel worthy, and it's just a matter of. Um, taking the right steps to achieve whatever you want to achieve and change and find the career that you want to um, to have without the emotional negativity of, I failed at this and therefore I need to succeed. I need, I need this to become successful. It just becomes a transaction of, I'm worthy, no matter what, I just need to do something that um, uh, represents me more, that, it's, um, that runs um, according to my values.
0: Uh, in your practice, uh, you're also using um, hypnosis as a tool to help people. Um, and why do you think most most people actually feel scared of it? Uh, I think people have seen shows. I saw sh-
1: some shows actually in the in the 90s. Paul McKenna did some. Where he make people cluck cluck chickens and do really ridiculous things, and um, that would yeah, that will be enough to put people off and making ridicule of themselves. And it's nothing like that. (laughs) It's nothing like that. And the other thing people are afraid of is that I will take over their mind and control. And it's nothing like that either. It's actually in collaboration with the um, person with the client and we work together to put a new script, rewire their mind to a new script that they want. So they choose what they want. It's, um, it gives them something that um, uh, they want and they're awake for the entire process. So they can remember everything. Um, and it's definitely not to look into my eyes and cluck like a chicken. <laughs> it's um it's like when you're driving i mean i'm sure it's happened to all of us when we driven from a to b can't remember how we got there i mean we did it we drove everybody a buddy we're in a bit of a daze and that's that's, that's how you, the state you're in you're, you're still awake you're still aware just in
0: a little bit of a dream world what is the most rewarding aspect of being a coach For me, it's the transformation
1: I've seen people, is to see that, is is to see people coming out of their pain, as you know, it hasn't changed in all the years. I just wanted to take people's pain away. Um, And although I don't do it uh, physically, well, not always, sometimes it it leads to physical pain leaving them, Um, but initially their emotional pain, and um,
0: to me, there's nothing more satisfying than that. Uh, you had the two career change uh, changes, and then uh, um, you became a coach. Uh, what are now your plans for the future? Do you have uh, any dream? Oh, well, <laughs> apart from traveling to Asia
1: and Africa when the world <laughs> opens up again, uh, I would like to. Well, the two things that I've. Um, uh, identified when I was doing a uh, lot of career coaching was the um, the overwhelm people are in the, the creates someone you can't think and that's certainly something that I have experienced myself many times and with the help of my coach I got out of so I'm, I'm now focusing on helping people get out of overwhelm and that anxiety of what's going to happen and you know the worry and the the self-doubt so taking people out of self down and into confidence, that quiet confidence where you feel just at peace and content. So those are the themes I'm working, I've i started working with now and will take me into the future. And uh, I'm hoping to create some, uh, some courses um, to help
0: people um, with those because I found those are the biggest sticking points. Uh, how can your practice uh, help and support uh, our listeners that are embarking a career change process with all of the ups and downs correlated and probably, as you mentioned now, with uh, this high level of uncertainties?
1: And there is. And, and it is to realize, really, um, what the what is up to them to do and what it is. And what is out of their hands, which is, you know, out of their control and what is. And take the bits that they can control and do something with them. And it's to go and do, it's despite the self-doubt, I would say um, go and try things out and then you'll know. Um, If you're uncertain about um, trying something or going a certain direction, sitting sitting around at home, thinking about it, overthinking it, worrying about it, it's not going to give you the answers. Um, I usually get people to go out and try, um, or they say, oh, I think I might want to do this. So we take it, we'll get them to do all the research and really look into it as if they were going into that. And what you find is a lot of the time um, people find it much, much easier to eliminate the process of elimination once they start doing the research. acting as if they would go into something, make a contacts. it doesn't matter if you decide not to I mean I've worked with a lot of people that um, have gone down all the routes that they want to do and then decided actually that they, they didn't, it was just the what ifs and um, they didn't want to change, what they found is what they wanted to change was something, you know, their self doubt and their feeling uh, not good enough, but until they went down all those routes um, and looked at them individually uh, they wouldn't they didn't know that it was always in the back
0: of their heads that what well, is a possibility if I could be happier somewhere else uh, if anyone would like to get in touch with you where and how they can contact you my website is uh, my name
1: Tiki.com uh, and also they can email me on uh, anastasia at inspiringpower.com or uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, just um, type in my name. I'm the only one, as far as I'm aware, I'm the only one with my name. <laughs> there are people that have the same name as me, so I'm quite easy to find.
0: To conclude, is there any other message uh, um, you would like to give to our listener? Um, it
1: would be with regard to self-doubt, just if you're thinking about doing something thinking you're not good enough just think what it would be like if you left this world and you hadn't done it think about the end um, of your life not you know not the best thing to think about um, um, as my finishing note but that's what keeps me going I think would I like to end this world without me having tried it and answered that question for myself? Um, and the people who um, succeed are the people who try things out and fail a hundred times. It doesn't matter, but they, they've tried it. Just try it, if you fail, at least you know
0: that wasn't for you um, and it's okay. Thank you. And really the last question, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self?
1: Very good question.
0: It's okay. It would
1: be again on self-doubt. It's okay. Make mistakes. Go and make some mistakes. <laughs> that's what I would that's what I've learned uh, over the years. Go and don't expect perfection don't try not to be wrong go and make some mistakes because along the way you will also get things right
0: thank you very much Anastasia for joining us today thank you it's been an absolute pleasure and a message for our listeners don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new inspirational episode of the career Changers. thank you again Anastasia Thank you. Take care. Bye.